The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Hey, Happy New Year's, everyone, and welcome to 2019, the first geeks and geek, the first geeks, geezers, and Googleization show of the new year. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, along with my co-host Keith Compagna, and our sponsors, Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Hey, Keith, uh, we're starting out uh, 2019 with a bang, uh, coming off a couple weeks of holiday, uh, and we've. Uh, We've been trying to get our guest, Kevin Grossman, on our schedule for quite a while, so really excited about this. Uh, but uh, Happy New Year to you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Ira. Happy New Year to you and yours, yeah. and to Kevin as well. Uh, this, is, this is great. Um, I've been having a, a pretty good time here. Uh, you know, the holiday season treated me and the family well enough, uh, nice and rested. There seems to be an awful lot of you know, continued disruption, so to speak, as we head into 2019. I know a lot of people are curious about how we're going to be in a year from now. So let's see how it plays out. Um, I'm looking forward to Kevin. I saw Kevin a couple months ago down in Florida for the Candy Awards and uh, had a great time talking with him and uh, glad to be back uh, in front of the audience again. Yeah. So how, how did uh, 2018 end up for you? I know that in the last couple of weeks, you, you were in a rush with the, the end of the quarter and everything yeah. worked out well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jobvite had a fantastic uh, year, uh, best year in history. There seems to be a ton of momentum building. Uh, we've got a whole lot of awesome announcements that are coming within the next couple of weeks in terms of partnerships. So there's just so much momentum. I had a great time. I got a lot of, uh, a lot of other companies now that are starting to, I think what happens is there's that rush right towards the end of the year. And then what happens is everyone takes a deep breath at the, uh, that last week of December. And now there seems to be just in these last couple of days, a whole lot of uh, attention going back to the idea that it's really, you know, the future work is, is, is a little bit up in the air right now in terms of what the economy is going to look like. And people are still trying to figure out how they could find really good candidates. So it's uh, fantastic to have Kevin on the show because we believe uh, a certain certain approach. How about you? How was the end of your year? Uh, hectic. Uh, it was busy. It's it's hard to believe that uh, just two weeks ago was Christmas. <laughs> it seems like uh, there's a lot of activity that happened between then and now. Uh, it was good though. Um, you know, I I didn't know what this year was going to bring as as far as. Uh, you know, a lot of speaking opportunities being out there. I had a ton of travel last year and I, I was sort of looking for, you know, maybe I, I don't want to say being calmer because I like being busy. Uh, but I had I had a couple opportunities uh, speaking at two of the National SHRM meetings. Um, you'll appreciate this. Uh, SHRM uh, at their at their conferences, especially the national ones now has these like 18 minute TED talk um, talks, you know, during the uh, conference center. Yeah. And I was just invited to do one in their April session, the, the Sherm talent exposition. So talking a lot about video, which will fit into what we're talking about with Kevin on the candidate experience, how video is a, a big play there. So that was good. Uh, I've got invited to talk to about three more 
uh, Sherm groups and uh, some business groups, actually uh, through uh, one of our prior guests, Robbie Goulry. Uh, from uh, Engage Talent, who I, I continue to be impressed with what they were doing uh, with uh, with their software, with their solution. But uh, he invited me to be one of their uh, speakers at the Atlanta leadership meeting uh, at the beginning of April or the beginning of uh, February. So I'm going to be heading down there. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal. It's their innovation summit, and I'm going to be closing with the future of work. And so that's uh, yeah. So it's been you know all that's been good. And uh, but as you said, business uh, people seem to come out of the shoot. I don't know it was because <laughs> New Year's was on a Tuesday, but um, I had calls scheduled uh, nine nine a.m. on January second, and it was pretty much nonstop with people just. You know, wanting to get their foot off on the, you know, get off on the right foot. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah that, that was that was good. Yeah. And then, yeah. and of course, uh, you know, we're pre-recording this um, because uh, in order to fit everybody's schedule, we're really excited to do that. Uh, so, just wanted to let everybody know if they do try to call in, um, they're not going to be able to do that. But we'll, you know, certainly anybody who has questions, uh, you, this the show will be posted. It's available on all the, you know, a night on. Uh, uh, iHeart, but uh, a lot of different podcasts that'll be available on uh, up on our website. But anybody who has a question for Kevin or Keith or myself, uh, feel free to comment, contact us on. Uh, I know we're all on LinkedIn quite a bit, and uh, you know some of us are on Twitter a little bit more. And but however you need to get us, you can get us there. Uh, but earlier in the week, uh, or actually today, since we're pre-recording this, um, today was known as uh, Indeed Again. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, in, indeed, uh, you know, made a policy change just a few weeks ago. Uh, actually, I guess it's two months ago at this point, And they announced that they no longer would uh, allow any staffing firms and recruiters to post for free. And uh, I've read, uh, I was writing an article, and part of that was a company called Jobiac. And they, they got a really nice solution. But what they talked about was that staffing firms had uh, 50,000 of the jobs that are posted uh, are just from staffing firms. Uh, and there's some, you know, so the good news is for employers, they, because uh, staffing firms and recruiters can't, can't post their jobs organically for free, they have to pay for sponsored ads. Uh, but that also means the competition for sponsored ads is going to go up. And it also plays into what we're going to talk about uh, with Kevin in just a kind of minute or two is companies are just going to have to do a better job uh, at, at, you know, I, I guess posting jobs. I mean, that's just one part of, of candidate experience, but they're going to have to tell a better story. The application process is going to have to be smoother, um, you know, and, and, and again, just because Indeed made it a little easier for employers to get their jobs visible, I think it's going to take a lot more work and it's going to be a lot more costly. So we'll, we'll have, have a lot more to talk about on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in case the audience members th don't know right away, allow me to, to be the spoiler here. Uh, Kevin's organization, the Talent Board, is really responsible for promoting the notion of candidate experience mm -hmm. as being the primary driving element of any kind of talent acquisition or recruiting process. And I think that if the audience gets the, gets the opportunity to really dig deep here, they'll see that if you provide a positive candidate experience, all the disruptive behavior and the changes that's going on with Indeed and Facebook, you actually get 
less of an impact from those things because you're actually taking a little bit more of a focus towards what I certainly believe and we at JobBite believe, and so does Kevin and his team, and that is that it's really about the candidates. If you truly want to get ahead of all this stuff, you have to put your brand out there. You have to be able to provide candidates such an amazing experience that just like any other kind of experience that we have, they're going to want to tell their friends about it, and they're going to want to get. They're going to want to come to your company, and 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 on and on it goes. I'm sure yeah. we'll have more to talk about it, but it does keep you away from the whole, uh, you know, the the failing old school models that are trying to hold on. You know, it really does. I think it shows just what's going on out there. Yeah, it's rapidly changing, and I think you you uh, teed it up real easy. So uh, we've we've chatted a bit. Let's bring uh, Kevin on. Uh, Kevin is president of the Talent Board, which you mentioned, Keith. Uh, he's an active blogger. Uh, he's, is, uh, he's the chief evangelist at Talent Culture. Uh, and I've not, I don't think we've met personally, Kevin, but uh, from everything that I've read and, and our conversations online, you're, you're, you're just an all-around good guy and well-respected, uh, 20 years in the industry. So welcome to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. I think I'm I'm getting I'm falling into that geezer category now. I think I think that's my at least my white hair will shows that. I want to know. Hey, before you guys ask me anything, I want to know why that title for this show. Give, give me that. Give me the backstory. What, yeah. What well, that? That, thanks. Well, it actually, is the title of a book I wrote um, in 2008. Oh, and yeah, and so it, it kind of carried over. Uh, the book was about the multi generations in the workforce and how technology was going to uh, affect it. Uh, and then I, I was going to rewrite it because, as you well know, I mean, at that point, 10, 11 years ago, uh, the big issue was millennials. I, I, I'm, we, we've had a couple people talk about that. I'm, I'm not sure why the issue is still millennials. Uh, we, everybody needs to get over it. Uh, but now we got Gen Z and then what I'm calling generate Gen R, you know, for Generation Robot. Um, so <laughs> things have changed and I was going to update it. Uh, and so just from what I just said, the gener the, the generation R and robot, uh, I was going to rewrite the book and, you know, the Googleization title stuck and somebody started calling me the Googleization guy. So what better way to talk about the future of work than geek skeezers and Googleization? Absolutely. And again, I, I vouch, I vouch for the geezer category. So there you go. Yeah, well, Kevin, well I'm certainly there. So I, I, I brought, uh, you know, I, I brought uh, Kevin on for the geek because he was younger. But uh, <laughs> that was the funny part, right? We're sitting there talking about the name of the show, and I thought, well, does that make me the geek? Here we go. I mean, like Kevin, we're, might as well see what happens. <laughs> hey, Keith, we're all we're all of the above, right? We're all, right, we're all right. a little bit of the above, so no worries. Hey, if it gets me talking to you and, and Ira, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. and what happened, I'll tell you, Kevin, you know, um, more so than any other guests I think we've had, uh, other than maybe um, Janine Woodsworth, who is a Javite uh, colleague of mine, uh, I, I have a personal re relationship with, with you, uh, yes. the other guests we've had. Uh, so forgive me, I, I might even get like, uh, you know, like just get right to the point because I feel like I've talked to you so many times. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of feel like we're 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 in pace with each other here. Absolutely. Yeah. What so, been so, doing with, yeah, what have you been doing with yourself these last couple of weeks? Well, you know, it's um it's funny when Ira you you were just talking about 
Um, you had early morning calls on January 2nd, as did I, actually. Uh, but I think even prior to that, it was a nice little bit of a holiday break. Um, we had some really I had some nice family time, still working off and on in between. I did check out more usually than I do between Christmas and New Year's, which was actually kind of pleasant. And now we're just um, raring to go for 2019, really excited about it. So it was a really good family time over the holiday. Excellent. So, hey, uh, Kevin, I'm sure we can chat about everything under the sun here, but um, some of the, our listeners may not be familiar with the talent board. So can you kind of quickly give a background on it? I mean, you've built quite a reputation and we can talk about the Candidate Experience Awards, but um, kind of give a little bit of back history on it and sure. uh, where it's going. So Talent Board was founded back in 2011 by three, what I'll call, recruiting luminaries in the space, um, Jerry Crispin, Elaine Orler, and Ed Newman. And uh, early on, I was a, a kind of one of their early volunteers because it was pretty volunteer-driven the first few years. It was The idea was we talked so much about how horrible the candidate experience is year after year. And... Um, they wanted to shine a light on companies that actually were working hard to improve candidate experience throughout the process. And during this call, we can talk more about a lot of the business impact, which is something that's a big part of our mission now and, and, and how candidates are treated and how it can affect your business. But the that was really the, the, the origin of Talent Board. And after the first couple of years, they realized that this potentially had legs to it, as they say. And so then about three and a half years ago, uh, Elaine approached me and said, would you like to help run and scale this program? This thing actually, you know, might have a have a long term life to it. And we're excited about improving the research that we create and and distribute to the industry. So that's kind of how it all rolled out. So every year now we work with hundreds of employers around the world. Um, in North America, EMEA, as well as Asia Pac, and soon this year, we're excited to announce that we'll be um, moving into Latin America as well. Oh, um, congratulations! Getting, yeah, getting getting companies excited about participating in our research. First, doing a self assessment on the employer side about what they're doing in recruitment and how they assess their own candidate experience, and then targeting a population of candidates asking for their feedback from pre-application to onboarding is kind of the gamut that we cover. And then as Keith knows, and it can attest to, because JobLite's been a big supporter of our program for many years as well, um, because we're a nonprofit, it's been primarily driven by a lot of our, our sponsors as well as the companies that participate in the in the research. And um, we're just really excited to kind of grow and expand the program this year. And then we released the research. We're actually working on it right now. That's going to be released uh, end of January, early February. And um, with all with, through all the regions that we cover, and then we launch our 2019 program year in March. So we're pretty excited. And, well, it's, it sounds certainly sounds exciting, and uh, you you actually mentioned about sponsors. So we we're going to uh, actually introduce our sponsors uh, that makes this show possible. Uh, and we we're talking to Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board. You're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We're talking about the candidate experience and the future of work. Uh, and we're just about going to get into some of the uh, new data and information that's uh, about to come out, as Kevin just said, uh, end of January, beginning of February. So we're going to take a, a quick break here. 
Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors, Job Byte and Success Performance Solutions, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real Yellow Pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real Yellow Pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization show powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Hey, welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We're talking today with Ke- uh, with Kevin Grossman and my co-host Keith Campagna. Uh, we're talking about the candidate experience, the talent board, the future of work, and everything relates to that. So, Kevin, when we kind of broke off, um, there were there was a couple things that uh, we were talking about. One is the 2018 uh, benchmarking, or I guess the metrics or the results of all the surveys that are going to come down. Uh, but I, I pulled from last year's report a couple things that were interesting. And and I guess the, the questions that you tend to focus on are what do candidates want and expect from an employer? What are employers doing to meet the uh, candidate needs? And what can employers do better overall? And and I, I would assume that, that's, that that last question, what can employers do better overall, is, is really what everybody's kind of searching for. Am I, am, I, am I correct? You are correct. And I can tell you what's, what's, what's fascinating is that there are some really key differentiators that we see every year in, in the research. But there's not a one-size-fits-all either, though. And one of the things that we're really finding, we're digging even deeper into our data and um, looking at potential differences across industries as well as company size. And one of the things that... We do find, though, just kind of first big picture, and then we can drill down more and um, talk more of the the data shop. But 
the listening and communicating more is one of the biggest differentiators that we see every year in our research and our data. So regardless of industry, regardless of company size, makeup, um, whatever the case is, we know because we it, see it every single year in the data that those companies who are investing more in communication and feedback loops from pre-application all the way to the onboarding and, and even beyond for that matter, because as far as I'm concerned, candidate and experience and employee experience are inextricably linked. So, um, and we're constantly having to re-recruit to retain, right, as well. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so those, so investing more, not only, and, and that includes the automated communication, because it still has to be done for any company and uh, that has any high volume hiring at all. There's no way that they can have a human touch every single candidate, right, and communicate. There has to be automation, but between that and then when there's more hands-on outreach during the interviews and screening portion of the hiring process, and not just personal emails, but picking up the phone. In fact, I can share a little tidbit about that. One of the things that we had looked at this year in the 2018 data that will be more in in this year's report, too, that we didn't touch on too much last year is that we find that there is a big difference in overall uh, candidate ratings for those candidates who at the point of interview rejection are um, 60%, 6-0 tell us that they're still only getting an automated, um, automated email at the point of rejection at after the interview process, and and I'm not kind, I'm not totally surprised, but I'm kind of surprised though. That's a lot of the candidates still that are just getting an automated email, and then it kind of jumps down to about twenty percent who are getting a personal email from an uh, the recruiter or the hiring manager, and then it goes down to ten percent that are getting a phone call. Now, what the big the bigger takeaway here is the ratings that the candidates are giving that experience overall. When it isn't just an automated email interview rejection response, they're rating, uh, when we look at the, because we do a lot of Likert scale ratings, right? One to five Likert scale, one being the low score, five being the highest score. The average rating at that automated email rejection is about t- only 2.5 out of five. It's low. But it jumps all the way to, to 3.4 out of 5 when the fo- when there's a phone call involved, even if it's n- not even a, a lot of specific feedback, because most companies aren't that comfortable in their culture to maybe to do that. But it that's, that's a huge increase overall in positive candidate sentiment, just going from the automated email to the phone call. And I know we've talked to many Candidate Experience Award winners on our end. New York Presbyterian is one example um, uh, and there are many others who are actually, it's part of their culture. It's not viewed as an administrative burden. It's viewed as a strategic task to pick up the phone at the point of interview rejection and, and give them a brief phone call. It goes, it's, it's, a, it goes, it's huge. It's, and, and, and overall, you know, raising the positive experience. So that's just one example of the importance of communication. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I've done, uh, I, I speak at the front end of the candidate experience a lot. Uh, and that's where it, it just still amazing, it amazes me that, and, and you cited it in your report, that, uh, you know, how many companies don't acknowledge even the application. Um, you know, that, that people get, that candidates get ghosted. And, it, you know, you mentioned that they don't hear until after the interview. 
uh, or until they reject it, and then they simply get an automated message. But it, it just blows my mind in today's day and age how many companies still don't respond to the candidates uh, at, well, at the first gauge. They and they don't now. Here's now when you look under the hood a little bit more. There's something to keep in mind. Now, granted, most companies that are have again at the point of application rejection, there is usually some form of automated email going out. Now we may not remember that as a candidate, right? Because we know that that's it's a bot that just sent me that and I'm that I'm bummed out and I'm mad because no human being is contacting me. But there's still even this year in 2018, last year it was over 52% of candidates who claim they were not hearing back after they applied after 2 to 3 plus months. It's dropped a little bit, but it's still 46% in the 2018 data. There's a, there's a lot of folks that say they just don't remember being contacted after they applied. And not hearing anything back. And especially today in such a tight job market overall, even though, Keith, I have to agree with you, I'm kind of an econ junkie. I mean, you know, it may, it may get a little bumpy this year in 2019, but there's still some really strong indicators for job growth and in even and even global business. And the, the fact is, is that, you know, candidates are still more in the driver's seat and they're still having to, to put up with this overall. I, I agree. I agree 100%. And that, to me, is the big part here. You know, um, the reality is, is that the, the candidates, the employees, that ca the people that catch on to this idea, this reality of this strong economy, we have uh, very, very few quali available qualified professionals in basically every single industry in all rank and file to grow the, the companies the power is completely shifted to the individuals away from the companies and the companies that don't start to consider the kind of concepts and best practices the talent board promotes, they're going to get left. Ira, check me if I'm wrong here, but because of the pace of change and the, how fast everything moves, I'm under the impression that we're going to start seeing a very big gap between the metrics of successful companies. And when I say successful, I mean the ones that catch on to the candidate engagement experience versus the ones that sit around and, and, and wait too long. No, I, well, I would absolutely agree with that. Hey, hey Kevin, I, I got a question. I mean, in, and I didn't see this in the report, but you got so much data in there. Um, do you measure candidate abandonment at all uh, during the application stage? Do you start that early in your process? No, so that's a good question. So we're not measuring that because we're, that's not, it's not one of the questions that we're asking because the questions that we're asking are directly of the candidates about their experience and what they do. We're not asking them if, if, and when they abandon the process, we do ask them though, um, what, how they were communicated with by the company, if, and when they were told they're no longer going to be pursued. So, I, so I, we're not measuring abandonment. Gosh, if I could, if we could do hundreds of questions every year, I, I would right. do that, but there's, we would never get a survey answered. And in, in fact, we're actually reducing the number of questions going into 2019, um, which is something we've been wanting to do for the past couple of years and have two flavors of our survey um, in the 2019 program year. One that's going to be the 
I'll call the 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 full service content. It's it's a reduced survey from what we've been doing today, but it's still a lot of great data for companies from pre-application onboarding. And then we're going to have a short, very short version of only ten to fifteen questions that companies could also engage in. That is very key data points that we look at in our competitive analysis, but also demographic information that only take a minute or two for candidates to complete. So that's kind of the direction that we're going to go this year. But we don't measure abandonment. Yeah, you, you'll get it down to the Gallup 12, right? That's the, the, the 12 yeah. famous questions. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, you know, and that's the thing. We, You know, part of what we've learned is that, you know, we, you know, we want to practice what we preach too, right? We're all about a better candidate experience. And every mm-hmm. year, candidates, I mean, in, in 2018 alone, we still had nearly um, close to 200,000 global candidate responses. The year before was even higher. Um, but I think that potentially what we want to do is we were trying to make sure that the candidates are more willing to complete the surveys and give us, because, you know, we're asking them to, to give us, to share their voice. The, actually, it's coming from the companies directly. We're the third-party research organization that everything's funneled through and back to. But the, the request comes from the employer themselves. That's why this program is for the employers, to, sh- to really help them improve sure. their, their individual candidate. So they're distributing this our survey link to a population of their candidates, asking them to take the time and give us the feedback because we really are working hard to improve that experience, right? So we're what we're wanting to do is grow the number of companies that participate as well as increase the, the volume of candidate response and dig even deeper into the data into those cuts this year. And, and a little bit later in the show, we can talk more about the business impact, but that's really more and more our mission is the fact that the the sheer number of of rejections that can companies have to they do give every year 99 out of 100 people don't get the job right mm-hmm. that that sheer volume can totally eat away at a business and a brand over time much more so than the hires they make can offset it even again not to say that hires aren't important because of course they are they help grow and sustain the business but that volume of individuals that don't get hired at the end of the day that can potentially hurt a company's bottom line or or it can actually help too which we could talk about no absolutely and my mind's going crazy because when i'm starting to visualize what you're talking about at, at you know at the end of the process uh that 99 out of 100 don't uh, get a position a job and and how do companies handle that uh you know i'm looking at the front end and uh, the the companies that we bring online i'm seeing you know abandonment rates as high as 90 percent so you know first impression from a candidate is that they they don't even go through the process but if they do get through the process then uh you're talking about how do companies handle that uh so sort of of that barbell in between uh where people look at the funnel and maybe it's a barbell so you you have all the people at one end uh trying to get into the system and there's a lot of fallout and then you have a lot of people at the back end and then there's uh there's fallout from that uh, right. As far as uh, the impression. Hey, we're we're just up against uh, sure. another break here. So we're going to take about another two minute break. And when I come back, I've got a question, uh, especially with automation and technology, because I know some companies are starting to or at least candidates are pushing back because of that anonymity and that uh, kind of the cold corporate response that they get from technology. But look at what's ahead and, and what you're seeing. So we're you're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. Uh, we're with our guest. Uh, 
Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board. We're talking about candidate experience and, and technology's future work, how things are changing. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here from our sponsors, JobVite and Success Performance Solutions, and we will be right back. Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real Yellow Pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real Yellow Pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization show powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, with my co-host, Keith Campagna, and our special guest, Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board. Hey, Kevin, uh, we started to talk about this over the break a little bit, but uh, you mentioned this earlier uh, about the advantages and the benefits automation uh, can have in this whole candidate experience process. But I'm hearing, and uh, you said you were too, that a lot of companies are starting to blame the bad candidate experience on the technology. And uh, you said you had some really interesting insights on that. So if, you have, if you're willing to share them. Sure. So from our perspective at Talent Board, and, and this, is, this is evident even in between the lines for the data that we, we aggregate every year in the benchmark research, but they... As a candidate, and I think everybody listening to this should put themselves in, in that in that in that shoe too, because we've all gone through job searches, we've all gone been experienced this. We could give a squat about the technology stack that a company is employing. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, yes, we don't like getting just automated rejection notices through a particular system, but that's not that's not a shortfall of the technology. Technology is there to help empower the recruiting process, and and um, unfortunately because of a high level of, of hiring that goes on with some organizations, midsize and enterprise global organizations, you, you have to use automation to communicate with candidates. You can't get around it. It's just, it's, un, it's unrealistic to yeah. think that you, so it, but it's not, that's not what's killing the candidate experience. What's, ki what's killing it 
is just the lack of definitive closure. The perceived fairness to the process, again, consistent communication between both automated and hands-on if you actually make it that far in the process. But definitive closure at the end of the day is really all we want to know. If you're not going to pursue me, then just tell me. And if it's in an automated message, so be it. It may be the case. But we were just talking about chatbots at the break, right? And you know, chatbots now being employed on career sites Sometimes I hear some mixed reviews, but but I think for the most part it's pretty positive because it's putting it's injecting a a, a level of engagement pre-application that never existed before. It wasn't there. I I I don't talk to the the career side. I can go watch videos. I can read about read testimonials. Those are all things, by the way, that are important to candidates. They want to hear more from the employees that are already working there. You're going to put your best your best face forward. But if I'm getting some questions answered, some level of engagement, even if it's with a chatbot, that's actually, I think, is, is a plus. And so those things can help inform. At the front end of the funnel, you're talking about a lot of folks, right, that are trying to get through. But um, I think technology again is is only as good as how it's being utilized by the organizations. And you can and and you and no, nobody can tell me that you can't you can you can have more personable automated messages that go out at, at, that are triggered at certain points of the disposition mm-hmm. process. That I mean, that's all. It's all there for you. Company, your company like Jobbyte will help walk you through that whole thing and be your cool. and be your advocate and your partner. Right, that stuff's there. It's not the technology that's the problem. It's how it's being utilized. You're right, and I mean, all you need to do is look at the list of winners that the, the that received the Candy Awards. I mean, these are companies big and small, a local, international, and what they're doing is taking hold of an idea, which is what you're promoting and what you're describing, at least in one capacity right now, and really just putting it to task and 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 getting results simply by putting that candidate part in front. And they leverage technology, but they don't use it as the 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 saving, you know the end-all be-all of a process that used to be manual. All right, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and Keith, I mean, you've, you've heard me say this for, you know, you're, you're, my, you're my groupie. <laughs> my, you know, I haven't, my, even, I haven't been on the road with you in a while. Yeah, no, I, we'll have to do it again. Uh, I, I got a session coming up in uh, March <laughs> in Allentown. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I, that I talk about, and I, I followed this for years uh, because I do use a lot of emails and communication, and I try to automate as much as I can just to keep up. Uh, but I talk about you just you just replace a cold and corporate email with a warm and welcoming one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just change the language. And, uh, you know, anybody who contacts me for my business uh, at Success Performance Solution, within minutes, they receive an email. And, you know, it's, it's a thank you. But if if I don't hear from them in a day or two, they get a second email, which I frankly, you know, here's a big secret. I didn't necessarily go in and write it personally to them. But it's amazing how many people respond to me because they followed up and it wasn't written just was, hey, we didn't hear from you yet. I mean, it, it, was, it was a cordial, warm, welcoming email and they get a third one. And, it, it, you know, the responsiveness is just great. So we we you're right. It's technology garbage in, garbage out. Oh, exactly. uh, but, but I don't know how companies are going to be able to, to, to move on that. Hey, I, I got a question for you, Kevin. If you know, if, if we talk to you next year, you know, January, whatever, seventh, eighth, ninth, something around that for our opening show, um, what do you. What do you expect that you'll see changed? I mean, looking forward, what do you think is going to be the the big headline at the end of this year? 
is it relates to recruiting and candidate experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that we're gonna we're gonna continue to see the 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 bar being raised um, with. I mean, we're gonna see more companies that are willing to take a look in the mirror and understand that it's not about making candidates happy. That's a nice aspiration. It's this is at the end of the day, this is a business transaction like any other, right? Except most people lose in that transaction or lose to the effect of their being rejected. So it's a messy human business transaction, but it still is. If more companies understood that the impact of just making incremental changes, you know, shortening the application process, ensuring more personable automated messages that go out, maybe experimenting with a chatbot on the front end and ensuring that the interview process isn't disrupted, that you're not rescheduling on candidates, that they're on time. Um, that also includes wrangling, you know, reining in the hiring managers as well. All the, I mean, these things, uh, all can make a difference. So I, I think we're going to continue to see the bar being raised, um, and it has been. I mean, one of the trend lines that we see in our data the past few years, for the most part, around the world, candidate experience is being improved because we see it in the positive sentiment ratings that we're capturing. But it's it, here's the, the good news, bad news scenario. And I think we'll still have the same conversation next year. So um uh, is, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news too, but we also see the same trend line going up of candidate resentment increasing. So we see improvements. The bar has been raised. In fact, overall aggregate um, uh, uh, around the world this year in our data from 2018, set the, the um, there was a 17% increase in, in candidates willing to rate their experience great and that they'll increase the relationship with those employers, which means that they'll apply again, they'll refer others, and if it's consumer-based businesses, they may make purchases or influence them. That's that's huge. It was definitely an increase over last year, and I think we'll have that same conversation, but I unfortunately still think that we'll see this trend line of candidate resentment on the other side continuing to creep up. Now, one of the things that we don't know yet, but may or may not happen, but if there are economic disruptions, ho hope to God not like 2006, seven, and eight, but if there are, um, we'll see some interesting fluctuations probably overall as well. But I, I think we'll continue to see the bar being raised. I think more companies, small and big across industries, I think we have hopefully something to do with it, but I know that they're taking a, more of a look at how they're treating their candidates, how the recruiting process works, and knowing that ultimately it can have an impact on their business. Hey, Kevin, we're, we've just got a few minutes here left, sure. and, and I know you have a lot of, uh, you, you got a lot of activities coming up. I mean, we, we talked about just the, uh, you know, the, the release of your report, but you said there's a lot of events and, and things going on uh, 2019. What, what can we expect? What can we follow? Sure. So I, uh, we've got some great workshops again coming up, starting in, from March through July, and these we do these every year, and these are um, hosted actually by candy winning companies. They're on site usually uh, um, uh, on site at these organizations, where we invite then local companies from in in that local market, um, and they can come and participate. Their, their leaders and or their teams. And we share um, great uh, information from the candy winning company and what they're doing recruitment. We share our data with them. We do breakout exercises and talk shop and really get some peer interaction going about 
sharing ideas with one another about what they can do in recruitment. Um, we're all about the incremental changes that you can start making today in, in your recruitment process that can make a big difference in improving the, the again, ultimately the business impact on your uh, overall on your business and your brand and really treating. So we those workshops will, will about a dozen of them. Um, are all over the place. We've already got some plan we're excited about at JPL down in Pasadena. Oh my God, I, just to just to do that one's going to be a blast. And then waste management and many others that are going to host us this year that we're working on. We've got some virtual events that we're going to do that's going to be some great guest speakers that'll speak on. And then on October 14th in, in Washington, D.C., we'll do our big North American candy symposium and awards gala uh in again in dc in conjunction with the eerie expo and looking forward to that one we had our biggest audience ever last year and we look forward to even a bigger one this year so a lot of good events that's just north america events too yeah. right oh, wow well, uh, amazing amazing schedule you're doing some let me, let me, great things uh, real quick, let me add to that to the listening audience there's an additional benefit to all going to the workshops and that's just the ongoing network of talent acquisition leaders and and thought leaders that are are available to you i mean from being at some of the local events to you know being down at the at the big national event here at North, in North America, it, it blew my mind how collaborative and how willing uh, everyone from wherever they came from, whatever industry they're at, they're willing to to share best practices and and it, and it's pretty impressive to see the kind of intention that comes out of it as an overall community. Yeah, thank you, Keith. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I agree, and hopefully, I can I can get down there or come across some of these other other events. But it, you know, Kevin, as I said from the very beginning, it I mean, it was just great to to have you as a guest. I appreciate you being flexible and and uh, being able to to be here. Uh, how can uh, obviously people can go up to the website, the Talent Board. It's the TalentBoard dot com. No, 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 no. No, you're close, but it's the talentboard.org. Dot org. Okay. Yep. O -R -O -R -G. I, I had that right in front of me and I just blew it. That's all right. Don't worry about <laughs> it. The talentboard.org. That's where you can see how to download our research, how to participate in the research, the events that are going to be coming up. All those things will be posted in, over the next few weeks for the, the rest of the year. So, Excellent. <laughs> and if uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Um, the best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm an open networker, so connect with me there, and we can go from there for sure. Super. Well, again, I, I can't thank you enough um, for for being here. You're doing some great work. I'm I'm sure to follow it. You'll be hearing, you know, just by following me, you'll hear a lot about the, the what, what you guys are doing. But uh, keep it keep it up. Hopefully, you'll be back. Uh, you're willing to come back and chat about it again. Absolutely, Ira and Keith. Thank you so much for having me. You got it, Kevin. I'll see you out there. You got it. All right. Well, Keith, we, we kind of took a, another show. Uh, we just have a, about a minute here to uh, wrap this up. Uh, for everybody, you've been listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. We had a great guest today, uh, Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board, excited to talk about the future of work and the candidate experience. Uh, we'll get this posted very shortly um, up on uh, on on the, our website and in uh, uh, iHeart radio podcast you'll be able to download it and uh, it'll be all over social media uh any final words keith any big announcements uh, anything coming up uh i'm gonna be having that uh, another uh the webinar series uh it'll be taking place later on this month i'll get more information online okay. and out there in, in, in next week's show but uh looking forward to that having to do with life work integration and why now is the time for you to make a move in terms of going after what you want for your career path 
and life. Super. And next week, uh, we've got another really interesting guest. I mean, we're talking about the candidate experience uh, today. Uh, we got, uh, and I believe this is someone you know or, or met, uh, Courtney Kirschbaum mm-hmm. um, from, uh, I'm trying, I'm, I apologize uh, to Courtney and, and you. I, I don't know if you recall her company Mr. name. Joe? Yeah. Um, but she works, uh, she's going to talk about how job seekers need to change the way they look for jobs. Yeah, um, exactly. Courtney. Yeah. Courtney is a has got an explosive personality. Uh, talking about again something that I, I resonates very much with me and my my personal message of of taking control of what it is you want with your career path. And she's got a, a ton yeah. of power. So it'll it'll actually it'll it'll be fascinating. So again, uh, we're looking forward to that uh, next week, and we will be live again. So if yep. no um, so. Again, we appreciate everybody being here for uh, our show, the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Still can't say all that fast. Yeah, yeah, beginning of the year. (laughs) Yeah, I'm your host, Ira Wolf. My co-host, Keith Compagna, will be back next week, uh, 1 p.m. Wednesdays on W4CY.com. Until next week, don't let the shift hit your plan. Take care, everybody.